We have a boundless supply today of leadership books, leadership material, and uh, leadership instruction classes and all that good stuff. You can now get uh, college degrees in leadership, but very little talks about the tough decisions that a leader has to make every single day. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Leaders make tough decisions or businesses fail. Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Why did you start your business? Why did you buy your business? Whatever it is. Was it just to be in charge? Was it to be independent and, and financially sound? or financially comfortable? Or was it like some to dominate and serve people well and win? I don't know. I kind of like that last one. <laughs> we need to be risk takers, guys, gals. We need to be risk takers. The, the guy that doesn't follow the crowd and the one who is not driven by just money, but driven by the next sale, the next deal, um, inspiring people, which we talked about last week, um, empowering people and helping them grow in your business. We must win and we must learn to lead. You know, there's top reasons why businesses fail. Complacency, not putting the customer first not relentlessly being innovative, growing too fast without a plan, hiring wrong, lack of money, bad partnerships, no marketing, branding, or advertising, lack of change, and not having good counsel or good coaching. Well, all those are true, and we could go on and on and on why businesses fail. Um, every single day, there's 30.7 million small businesses in the United States today. 50% of them fail the first year, you know, and 66% of those have financial challenges. I've talked a lot on this sh short show that we've had, um, for 120 some shows now that I've produced, we've talked about financial issues. That's huge. However, nowhere do we talk about why businesses fail because leaders need to be more bold? And that's what we need to talk about more. You know, I've done it wrong. I've done it wrong several ways. I've been in business 33 years now. So I know what doing it wrong means. I've learned from doing it wrong. And here's some things that I've learned about keeping people too long on your team. Number one, I had lack of help. So I just kept someone because a body was better than nobody. And I had lack of training, so we can't replace them fast enough. And the employee was just a nice person and, and they desperately needed this job. So we kept them too long. And for some, it's avoiding conflict. 
you just don't want to uh, have conflict, so you just leave them on your team, and they don't produce, and, and, and you're losing money with them, but you just keep them. And then there's hoping that some miracle, that God will just provide a miracle to help these people and their performance, and you're just hoping that they will improve. And God can do anything. We know that. But it doesn't happen, and we still keep them. So, and maybe we just feel guilty about our weak leadership and that we're not doing it right, and we're not training them well enough, and we're not setting expectations well enough, so we just leave them on the team. And by the way, when we do that, it just affects the entire team, which we're going to talk about here. It's never been good for a company when we've done these things. Never. It's never been good for my company when we keep someone too long. And and we shared we shared some numbers the other day. Someone on my team, uh, on my leadership team, showed us some numbers uh, of just how much we've spent in 2022 uh, keeping the wrong people, and it was a uh, it was a huge number. That number could have been invested in hiring better and training better and all those things, which we're, we're which we made a change and we're trying to do today. Okay. All right. So none of those reasons are good enough to allow your company to suffer, lose money, and possibly even die. None of them. And if we were to ask the owners of all those businesses that closed, what they would do different, they would tell us a lot of times, hire slow, fire fast. Okay. So I'm going to give you 33 things today. Just kidding. I'm going to give you three things today that's going to help improve in this area. Are you ready? All right, let's get started. Number one, pull up our big boy, big girl pants in leadership. My goodness. Weak companies only do what the leader does. And when the leader plays it safe, the company is coasting. There's no daring. There's no risk. There's no investment. When the leader is very comfortable, nothing happens in the company. And they're actually putting their company in danger. With risk comes certain uh, degree of uncertainty, but not risking is 100% uncertainty. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook, said the only strategy that is guaranteed to fail is not taking risks. And as leaders, we should have the tolerance to face immediate failures from risk. You've got to be willing to fail. If you've got some ego of failing, then you shouldn't be the leader because leaders fail. And we learn from our failure. And some of the most successful leaders have failed the most. If we can't do that, we'll just be better off to go work for someone else. Think about that. It's not about just being in charge. It's about having the vision, the determination, and the strategic thinking necessary 
to drive our businesses forward. Leaders with this mindset understand the bigger picture and, and how our decisions impact our entire company. Because our decisions every single day impact our entire company. We know that when to take a risk and maybe when to be more cautious and how to inspire and how to guide our teams and help them reach more goals. So number one was put your big boy, big girl leader pants on. Number two is stop worrying about being liked. My goodness, folks, if you're just there to be liked, you're going to have a lot of problems. Your business is going to suffer. You're not always going to be liked. Let's talk about this. Leadership is hard. It's demanding. It demands a lot. You know, some days we can sit at a desk all day making these strategic moves and planning and working, and we can go home at night fried. And all we did was sit at a desk all day, right? It, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of thinking. It takes a lot of planning strategically. It will take a toll on us. It will. It really will. And it demands that we do things the opposite of uh, primordial instincts. We can't try to be loved. Many times, even liked. We're not always going to be liked besides loved. But we do have to be respected. And that's what I expect is respect. You have to respect me. You're not going to like me. I'm not going to do things you like. I'm talking to my team. You're not going to do things. If you're, if you're making the right decisions in your business, not everybody's going to like them or agree with them. So it's tough. And it means we have to make decisions that not everyone is comfortable with. If you can't do that, you need this, you need this information. You need challenged in this area. You need to think about it. So there's a scene from movie, a movie called U571 where the young Matthew McConaughey plays a, a lieutenant, a very well-liked lieutenant, by the way. Many of the men thought that he should be captain because he's just so cool and likable and gets along with everybody, Right? And then one day, the lieutenant commander has a word with the young lieutenant. And let's watch this and talk about it. We're still bucking some pretty heavy seas. I estimate us to be about three hours behind schedule. I told Mr. Emmett to run at flank speed and hold off on a trim dive until we make up the lost time. That's fine, lieutenant. Your first rate XO, Andy. Damn good submariner. I know the men like you. I'd give my life for any one of them, sir. I know you would. I'm not questioning your bravery. The question is, what about their lives? You and Mr. Emmett are good friends. Went through the academy together. Would you be willing to sacrifice his life? 
But what about some of the younger enlisted men? I know a lot of those guys look up to you like a big brother. You willing to lay their lives on the line? You see, you hesitate. But as a captain, you can't. You have to act. If you don't, you put the entire crew at risk. Now that's the job. It's not a science. You have to be able to make hard decisions based on imperfect information. Asking men to carry out orders that may result in their deaths. And if you're wrong, you suffer the consequences. If you're not prepared to make those decisions, without pause, without reflection, then you've got no business being a submarine captain. Tell Mr. Hirsch I'd like a word with him, would you? Aye, sir. Okay, as, as you can see, it's, it's not all about being liked. And it's not all about even being brave. It, it's about performing the leadership job that is required of you. Um, or your entire company will suffer. And you will lose good people that you don't want to lose by making poor decisions and being more concerned about being liked than making the tough decisions. This, all, this also means being comfortable confronting people. Confrontation is extremely healthy if done correctly. Nobody likes it, but we have to be comfortable with it as leaders. When we avoid conflict and create a false appearance of harmony and that everything's okay, it diminishes trust. And your good people, your best people see this. And then they leave. And you wonder why. So here's, here's a few reasons why we avoid conflict as a leader. Lack of confidence. We're just not that confident to have conflict. We're being absent as a, like a go-lucky leader. We're absent. We're not in the game. We don't know what's going on. We're not there. And that can go, I could talk a lot about that, folks. Because if you're going to be the leader and run the business, you need to be there. You need to be there every day. Now, does that mean you can't take vacations and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely not. But you need to be in the game. You need to be there. And here's a big one. Reasons to avoid conflict is you could be a people pleaser. You want to please everyone. People pleasers don't make good leaders. They actually make weak leaders. The need for acceptance. I just want to be accepted. Wrong answer. As a leader, folks, as a leader. Or you're just plain fearful. You just have fear about conflict. None of those things to me sound like a strong leader. 
None of those things sound like I want to follow that kind of guy or gal. None of them. How about you? You see anything good about those? Unattended conflict costs our business productivity, higher turnover, because the ones that you want to stay end up leaving because they see through the smoke. They see through this. They don't like it. They've lost trust in you as a leader. They've lost trust in me as a leader if I do that. So you get high turnover from the ones you want to stay, but the ones you need to fire are staying around because you haven't fired them yet. It's okay to fire someone. Could be the best thing that's ever happened to your business. You're fired. You're not working out. Now, rewind. Shame on you if you're not setting expectations and you're not meeting with them to let them know they're not performing. But if you do everything correctly and you meet with them and say you're not performing, here's what you need to do better, and you try to guide them and coach them, but it doesn't work and it just gets worse, if you keep them, shame on you. It's 100% your fault. It's affecting your business and people will leave because you're keeping the wrong people on the team. And they can't perform at their highest level because other people are holding them back. Something else is unattended conflict costs our business money. Money. A lot of money. It really does. And eventually, unfortunately, businesses crash and burn. Okay? Whose fault is it? All right, so here's the action plan here. If you have any of these traits we talked about, and we all have some of them, Hire a coach, hire a mentor, read books, figure it out, gain confidence, work through it. Find someone who has those strengths. Be a sponge. All right, number three, improve our decision-making. We have to improve our decision-making if we're going to be a stronger, bold leader. Now, let's face it, as a leader, we make multiple decisions in a day. Um, Whether you're great at delegating or not, um, we make multiple decisions in a day. And there are some days my wife might ask me, how'd it go today? What'd you do? I can't name them all. I don't even remember them all. It, It was just multiple decisions. Multiple decisions. Not just putting out fires, multiple decisions making. Important multiple decision-making, okay? Seeking insight is very wise. I've got a leadership team. I teach other people how to grow a leadership team, have a leadership team, improve their leadership team, what you use your leadership team for. So seeking insight is very wise. Inside and outside the company, very wise. Board of advisors, talk about that a lot. Business coaches, mentors, all those things. Most all good leaders do discuss and share ideas among their leadership team. However, too much information 
can cause what's called analysis paralysis. In other words, where too much information keeps us from making a decision. In my world of heating and air conditioning, if a customer gets too many estimates, they get analysis paralysis and they don't know how to make a decision. Too much information. And I'll be honest with you, if a customer, uh, it's one of the questions we ask of the screening of the call, how many estimates are you getting? If it's over a certain number, we, we just pass. Or, or we say something like, when you've gotten all the estimates and you haven't figured it out yet, then give us a call. Because we just don't want to be thrown in that pile. It's a, it's, a, it's a very confusing pile. I used to tell people, I get confused and I do this every day. Okay, so, but when we get too much information as a leader, we the same thing happens to us. Now, sometimes we make too many decisions based on consensus. We refuse to decide until our leadership team's on board. And by the way, that is rare that you're going to get everyone on board. Nobody agrees on everything. And remember, the fast eats the slow. It used to be the big eats the small. Now it's the fast eat the slow. I don't care how big you are. If you're faster, you're going to get the job. You're going to make things happen. So the fast eat the slow and waiting too long can kill a deal or lose the effectiveness of a meeting. So if somebody, if, if a, an employee did something today and you need to discuss it with them, if you're going to go to the leadership board and discuss this and wait for a consensus, it, it could take days. It is now too late to talk to that employee about what happened three days ago. Okay. You need to hit it while it's hot either that same day or the next day. And when you do that is entirely up to you. Sometimes morning's not the best. Sometimes after work, the next day is better. And there's a lot to that. So, but remember, uh, strong leaders are not concerned about getting everyone on board. They get out in front and they lead. And that's what they do. They make decisions. And I say, make decisions right or wrong. Just make a decision. You're the leader. Lead. People will appreciate you and respect you more. Consensus is not um, the safest way of doing things. It's easy, especially when achieving safe and easy decisions, where to have a company picnic. Where are we going to have a company picnic? That's a great question. And, and, that's an easy consensus. Or we're going to get new uniforms for the company. What color should we get? That's easy. No big deal. As long as they're not some ridiculous color that you don't agree with, no big deal. Now, the harder, the tougher decisions like firing a manager or demoting someone, it takes those who are not concerned about their decision being popular. Okay, that's a fact. They take their company to new heights because they're not a, they're not worried about being popular, being liked, all those types of things. They're improving their decision making by doing what? Making decisions. Practice makes perfect. Start practicing making decisions. Now, that sounds funny because you're the leader, but some of you aren't doing that. 
I mean, it's obvious. It's hurting your company. Some of the businesses that I've coached have shared that with me, that they were not good at conflict. They avoided conflict. They avoid conflict in their personal life, so they avoid it in their business. Not healthy, as we've talked about. Okay? Um, they also have told me they're not good at uh, for uh, having a meeting. I mean, what do we talk about? So you've got to practice. It takes practice. It takes practice. Having conflict. Have small conflict. Get comfortable with it. And then you'll get better at bigger, more important conflict. Okay? But you're the guy that's got to draw the conflict. In other words, as the leader, you've got to sit down. You've got to call the meeting. You've got to have the agenda. You've got to have everything in writing. And you've got to bring it to their attention. Okay? And hopefully it's not the first time. Uh, but if it is, that's okay too. If it's the first meeting, I want to bring this to your attention. Here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I need you to change. Here's what I need you to work on. Any questions, comments, or here's what I can do to help you get better. When I had this problem, this is what I did. When someone else had this problem, this is what they did. And then you go, go. Now, you monitor that for a week or two, and if it's getting better, then you did your job, okay? Guess what? Conflict solved your problem, all right? If it doesn't get better, you have meeting two, okay? Meeting two get a little serious, serious, sir, and you discuss, okay? You keep going. Hopefully, we're not going to have to have, I tell people, I don't want to have a meeting three, okay? Meeting three is not going to be good. So I'm giving you every opportunity to fix this. And here's what you need to do to fix this. Let's review. And here's what someone else did to fix it when they had the problem. It worked very well. They're still here. So I'm hoping we don't have to have meeting number three. Any questions? Okay. And then you go. And they might have questions. They might even have rebuttal. They might even have, they might not agree. I don't care. All right. So get used to that. Practice. But these kind of leaders take their company to new heights. We all need to be stronger. We all need to be more bold leaders, bolder leaders. And we can start today. We get to start today. That's the best part about life. You know, today is a new day. We get to start today. Um, make a decision, right or wrong. You may not always be right, but that's okay. Be bold. Keep moving forward. Now, as we end here, a common characteristics of a strong and bold leader, one of them is persistence. They, they keep moving forward. And none of them achieve overnight success. So don't think everything's going to happen overnight. Nothing happens fast in my world. Everything's a process. Everything I talked about last week, stepping stones. To get to that next level of stepping stones. I have to work on this. I have to fix this. Get to the next step. Get to the next step. So none of these most successful leaders in the United States, their common characteristics of being a strong and bold leader is persistence. And none of them ever achieved overnight success. None of them. All right. I hope this helps. Um, I hope this helps you make tough decisions 
and I don't want your business to fail. I don't even want your business to suffer. That's why I share this with you. And um, as always, before we wrap up, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like. Folks, I need more likes. Um, and subscribe below. Someone told me the other day, they, they run a podcast. They said, you have more viewers, more views than I do, but I have a lot more likes than you do. I need more likes, folks. Like that thing right there. Um, you can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. I'll do my best to keep challenging you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Easy for me to say. Um, at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week. Uh, I'll keep challenging you um, again soon. The little teaser here. I've got three people on the books to interview. It's going to be happening soon. Thanks for listening. And as always, carry on. God bless and make it a great day.